Hello and welcome to the Self Empowered Podcast. I'm Abby Marie and I am so excited for you to be joining me today because we're going to be having a chat to Lee. We're going to be talking about what it's like to be having large families, sharing the love, feeling guilt, shame, anger, grief of a loved one. We're going to be talking about the feminine energy and the negative mind chatter and just really coming back to the basics and And falling back in love with who we are for our dimples and our pimples and our grey hairs. So let's jump straight into it. Hi, Lee. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to be chatting with you and, you know, just sharing you with all of our listeners. Like, your energy is so infectious. Like, I absolutely love it. There's so much love that shines from you. And, yeah, I just love to share that. So, you know, thank you so much. Um, so let's just kind of jump in and, you know, maybe just kind of introduce yourself, share, you know, who you are and what you do and kind of like what some of your passions are, if you like. Sure. Hi, Abby. Thank you so much for allowing me to be, um, you know, one of your guests on your podcast. So privileged. I feel privileged and honoured to be here with you today and to be able to share just a little something for someone out there that is, um, looking maybe for that next word right looking maybe for that next heartfelt moment and um so for me I'm a mum of three I have seven grandchildren I'm 55 um I'm the eldest of my generation so I'm a 1966 babe and the eldest of eight children you know having been brought up with a whole lot of religious stuff that I didn't understand right because in our language it was only spoken in Maori okay um and I didn't understand that language and I hadn't for years. And one of the reasons why I didn't understand it was so I wouldn't go and repeat, not only myself, so that we wouldn't go and repeat what was being said by our elders. So it was, um, yeah, very hard upbringing, I must say, but absolutely one that I never, ever regret taking on any part of it. Yeah, I mean, gosh, that, that confusion of hearing another language, but then not being able to speak it. And it's, you know, I'm assuming that it was different to what you know, you would you were speaking English, I imagine. Um, you know, normally, and then you're around the elders and you're hearing another language. So yeah, that would have been a little bit, um, you know, confusing in a way. I could have just imagined. Absolutely, Abby. It, it was more um, because I was brought up with my great grandmother, right? So it was my great grandmother, my grandfather, and my dad. Yeah. So my dad had 15 other siblings as well as himself and he was the eldest at that time and his mum passed away at the age of 45 and by the time she passed she already had 15 16 children wow wow big family yeah huge family Mm. so my dad he he had the responsibility of looking after all his siblings Mm-hmm. while my grandfather went to work. Dad didn't go to school, right? He, he stopped going to school at the age of 12 um, so he could help look after all his siblings. And, you know, so back in those times, going back to my great-grandmother, they were in the spiritual realm back then. Like they could see things that we wouldn't even dream of seeing. You know, it's wow. like, oh, my gosh, like I don't want to see nothing. I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to do what you do, you know, because they're yeah. very spiritual healers. Um mm-hmm you know, and they'd do it from afar sort of thing. And a lot of those times too, Abby, way back then, what happened behind closed doors never got spoke about. Mm -hmm. 
right? Whether it be verbal abuse, violence, sexual abuse, um, molestation, whatever happened way back then, it never got spoke about, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, trying to understand all of this language and what was happening, you know, why wasn't dad why wasn't dad teaching us how to express ourselves? Yes. We knew what love looked like, but we didn't know what it was like to give it back. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. there were so many. There were so many of them, plus myself and my brother, that we had to share all this love, right? Wow. So we didn't, yeah, we weren't taken aside just by ourselves to say, I love you today, right? Yeah. We had to embrace everyone else's love as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it, back then it was a really hard time, especially for myself and my brother, you know, not having a mum either. Our mum wasn't around. We were very young when she left, myself and my brother. How did that come into, um, like, being an adult or into your life, you know? Like, what were some of the, the struggles that you were facing? And, I mean, we work a lot with self-love and self-worth. Do you feel that that kind of having that big family, not saying having a big family that there's anything wrong with that, but the way of being taught how to love sort of thing, like did you feel a little bit like if I wanted to receive love, then that was selfish or like I only have to give it to everyone else? Is that kind of how you were brought up or was there something, was it something different or share with us kind of what maybe those yes. struggles you were feeling? So during during those times, I know for myself, um, like, I didn't actually know what it was like to be loved individually, mm-hmm. right? Um, and like I said, we all had to share that one love. So I thought, well, you you get a bit of love, you get a bit of love, and everybody just loves everybody. You know, we're all happy. There's there's no time here to be sad. There's no time here to um, to say, well, I've missed out. You know, poor me, sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I know growing up with uh, dad's siblings, right? I says, well. Well, what does it feel like? Because they didn't have a mum either, mm-hmm. right? So they didn't have a mum. So dad was the eldest at the time. He was about 15, uh, 13, 14 at the time, right? And having all these other siblings, nobody was a favourite. We all had to do the same things. We all had sleep together in one big room because, you know, there, there were no individual beds, right? Mm-hmm. So we just all slept in one big room on the floor on a mattress, Blankets, you've got a roof over your head, be grateful. We, we had no time to feel sorry for ourselves. We had no time to cry because there were too many people around that would say, what are you crying for? You know, I'll give mm-hmm. you something to cry for. With dad and his siblings, myself and my brother, we were always sharing, right? Mm-hmm. So wanting just dad's love, it did feel selfish, right? Mm-hmm. I felt selfish, like I felt really greedy. I felt really greedy that I was taking his time when there were so many of them that he needed to take care of. You know, and we grew up with everybody saying that I love you every day. Every day. And we still do it today, right? Via messenger, via calls, um, whether it be a live video. And, you know, one of the things that I always tell myself and my kids, it doesn't matter if you've got five minutes, five hours, five days. I love you right that's beautiful doesn't, yeah yeah doesn't really matter because you know we have no time like I didn't know what it was like to be selfish Abby because mm-hmm. we were always sharing with each other you know yeah. so I, I didn't know what it was like to be selfish I didn't know what it was like to have something of my own because I always had mm-hmm. to share it 
I always had to share it. If I had an ice cream, right? You have a bite, you have a bite, you have a bite. And, <laughs> you know, so it was like that. Yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I love that so much. <laughs> and what a really, yeah. it's just, yeah, it's such a loving a loving story because you hear so many people that are like, oh, I didn't get this and I didn't get that and they got this and they got that, where you're just like, no, here, have, 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 and just giving all of the love and just sharing everything. That's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and and yeah. it was, you know, we, we used to have to share bath water. It was like, who the hell does that these days? Boil the water. We'd, we'd be waiting for ages for, like, that one to have a bath. Sometimes there's two or three of us in the bath. You know, so it's like just share, you know, just share. Yeah. Got to use your towel. You know, there's not enough towels, so we've got to use your towel. Um, it's like, hey, look, she's wearing my undies. My undies have just gone past. I'm not even in it. <laughs> yeah, that's very different, hey, like how you said, like, these days, you know. Like, I remember we used to have, you know, I just used to have baths with my sister and stuff and sharing as well. But I think that was more of, like, my mum just wanted a little bit of time, like quick to throw them both yeah. in the bath and then that's done, you know, instead of one after the other and then we're running this way and that way. It's like, quick, get in, get out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so then what happened? So it sounds like you've you've taken, um, you know, that gratitude and that love that you felt through your childhood. And, you know, I loved how you said that you're sharing it with your kids as well. And, you know, as you, I'm, I'm you may know that, you know, I'm a big advocate for what, for my kids, you know, so it's like whatever I do for myself, we've always got that ripple effect onto our children, you know, like it's like they're energetically connected with us. You know, do you find that with your kids as well that, you know, when you're beaming with this love and and just feeling on top of the world, how your children change as well? Um, are you know, Do you notice that too, like that ripple effect? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, Abby. Um, but you know, as we were growing up, we, we weren't allowed to, like, we weren't allowed to raise our voices, right? Mm -hmm. We had to, any conversation that was held had to be at the kitchen table. Wow. Right? Yeah. Had to be at, that was the place where you have a conversation, mm -hmm. right? So, and I still conduct that today. It's like, yeah. we all have a meal together. If you've got anything to say, say anything you want to talk about, let's talk about here, right? Mm -hmm. Because I don't want you get leaving my house or leaving your house or whatever and there's a part of you that's missing that you really needed to say yes oh I'm getting goosebumps you know? yeah. yeah and so I still share that with my children today you know it's like mm -hmm. hey if, if we've got something going on that's really irked us or really pissed off or pissed us off in the past it's like let's sit down let's let's get a hold of it and let's find out where it came from mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. why uh, why did you stay away so long? You know, all the, all these kind of things that we missed for a little bit there, right? Because our, mm -hmm. our families went, my family went different ways and the kids started going out doing their own thing. Um, and they'd say, mum, what happened then? What happened at this time? What happened at this part of your life? What do you think now, mum? Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things that I try and tell them is like, you need to be really grateful for what you have right? Yeah. Be really grateful what you have. Appreciate the good and the bad, right? Because mm -hmm. it makes us stronger as a person and people. And by me saying that is we can all come together, sit down, have a chat and 
whether it be serious or not, but we're able to sit down and talk about it. Yes. You know, I love and, that. and just bring it back, you know, bring it home because that's where it all starts, right? That's where it all starts. Mm-hmm. It all starts at home. Doesn't matter whether it's your home, my home, the kids' home, it starts at home. Right? Yes. Yeah. So and if we're not feeling it at home, but we go and show it out there, mm-hmm. something's missing. Mm-hmm. Right? Definitely. Bring it on back to home. Right. Don't don't matter if we don't like the situation, right? But we just gotta bring it back. We have to bring it back. It's like, right? And I, I try and, you know, and I try and enforce it. Well, I don't not enforce it, but I try and encourage my children to do it, right? Because they, they've seen things that I would never talk about, right? Mm-hmm. And I've seen things that I know they won't talk about, but I know mm-hmm. it's happening. I know yeah. it's happening, you know. So I'll have a private conversation with whoever it is, whether it be my granddaughter, my daughter, my son, my son-in-laws, you know, if they've got something going on and they don't know who to voice it to. And one of the biggest things I say is like, I'm not here to judge you, right? I'm not here to pick sides. I'm, I'm not about picking sides because it's not cool when you're being pushed aside because of somebody else has done something, right? So I just say, I'm here for all of you. I'm not here to pick sides, right? I'm here to be your best friend. And however you take that, that's entirely up to you. Mm, I love that about you. Like that's, that is just, can we just drop the mic or can we just take a moment right now? Like because that, I feel like that is missing so much, that open communication and that non-judgment. It's like, hey, and, and what is really great is that, like, you can feel when something is off, you know, and it's like, hey, I'm seeing it, I'm feeling it, I'm hearing it. Let's, br- like you say, bring it back home yep. and let's work on it. Because, yeah, it's so, oh, I'm getting full body goosebumps because it's, like you mentioned, like you can you can have all of this going on inside or all of this going on inside and then you go to show up into the world and that's when things just aren't working, you know, when you haven't become I guess aligned with or spoken your truth or whatever it is that you need you know when you've got that kind of that something negative or something's going on that you just need to speak about or just try and learn how to heal then it's like the things that happen in life just all start to go bad like I don't know about you but I know for me that it's like when I was going through my past and not speaking my truth or you know doing things that you know deep down or consciously I know that that's not what I wanted to do you know when I was like Mm -hmm. using alcohol to just numb the feelings like of the pain of the past and it's just like I didn't want to do that but my my conscious mind was kind of just saying just do it but unconsciously I was all all out of all out of sorts so then you go into the world and then all this all out of sorts stuff start happening you know like I'm rambling I know I am but I'm kind of just on this little bit of a a roll I guess (laughs) whoever needs to hear it um but that like attracts like so when we have that turmoil inside we're attracting the turmoil in our life and then things just start getting bigger and harder don't you think when you have that love or when you've you've had someone to say hey bring it back home let's speak about it it's like oh just even hearing that it's it, I don't know it's kind of just like all your cells are just like yes yeah and yeah yeah. Being able to speak your truth and being seen and heard as well. Yeah. And I think one of the things too that I've like I've stuck by it for like years, Abby, 
you know, um, me saying, bring it on home. Like, and the reason why I say that, every day begins and ends at home. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Every day begins and ends at home. And it's like, if, and and it's like, you know, if, if things ain't going right and you know you're not speaking your truth, I know I do. Like, when I'm not speaking my truth, I feel really guilty. Mm-hmm. It's like, like, got all these things going on. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Stop hiding all those kind of things, you know? And I think, okay, one more yes, I can do this. Press the button. Go. Right? Yeah. Who cares what you look like? Just go. And, mm-hmm. um, and, then like, and then something will pull me back and it's like, no, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. Right, somebody's going to call you out. Some you're going to make yourself look embarrassed. You're going to feel embarrassed. And I think so. I started telling myself, right, when I start getting all these thoughts, and I'm going, okay, especially if I'm in the car, right? Say, okay, you can sit over there. Otherwise, get out of the car. I'll push you out if you like. Yes, yes, I love that. (laughs) You know, that getting that negative mind chatter and just being like, sit down. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, and you can just like shut up for half an hour, whatever, right? Mm. I'm, I'm the boss here. I'm in charge. And if you don't yeah. like what I'm saying, then just too bad. <laughs> that is awesome. Yes. <laughs> so something that I wanted to ask is um, I know that if we, if we bring it into, I really want to know kind of what was that moment? Because it sounds like you you got a lot of core values in place you kind of know where you're going what you're doing and I just wanted to know what was the thing because I know that we've been you've been following me for a little while and I just wanted to know what was that thing that was happening in your life or what was it that made you kind of make that decision to go right now is that time now that I want to jump in and you know learn a little bit more or heal a little bit more what was it was there something that was going on in life at that moment Sure. Thanks for asking, Abby. So I remember the first time I looked at your program, right? And first, the first thing that popped out was your personality, right? Very vibrant and just smiley, you're like happy-go-lucky. I was like, yeah, I can relate to her, right? And then you started talking about the loss of your, excuse me, um, your husband at the time, right? I thought, okay, now she's talking my language, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I understand what you were going through. I understand the, the pain, the hurt, the feelings, the I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. I, I felt that. I understood it because I had gone through the same thing, right? Um, so I thought, okay, okay. I, and the more that I talk about that situation when I lost my partner, the, the more I talk about it, you know, I can feel all these emotions coming up and I can feel them. I think, okay, I just have to breathe, just feel it and release it, right? Because one, I know he's watching, right? He doesn't want any of us to be, and, you know, your your partners, they don't want us sitting down here um, full of sorrow, full of grief, mm-hmm. right? So when I heard your message and I heard you speaking about them, I think, now, for as much as I've done a lot of things, Abby, no one has come out openly and spoken about what you spoke, right? I've heard a lot of people speak, right, but not many have, will come out and speak about losing a loved one, you mm-hmm. know, the turmoil, the grief and the different stages that we went through, right? And 
so I had done a bit of a work myself with that, like going to counselling, um, to grief counselling, and, you know, starting to understand. Okay. And, but like I said, you were among a lot of people that I had spoken to, had spoken about losing a loved one and spoke about it openly, right? I think, well, here we go. This is a conversation that I get into, right? And I know I'm not here on my own going through this whole thing. I know I'm not here on my own thinking about dumb thoughts. You know, I don't want to be here anymore. I can't do this. and I don't want to wake up. You know, just let me go to sleep. Don't let me revive. You know, all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So the second time I looked at it, I thought, okay, so I've done enough of this to be able to relate to you more. One of your personality, your character, your charisma, you know, that you that you bring out to the people that are watching you, right? I was really, really inspired by that, you know, and the more you keep popping up and talking about different things, like everything that you spoke about is something that I had gone through myself, except I didn't know how to word it. I didn't know what it was all about, right? I didn't know how to express it. So, hey, I, I can do this. Yep, I can know what Abby's talking about well I really want to have a chat with Abby yeah I I want to go follow Abby I want to see what see what she's about right Mm -hmm. I want to see if she I wanted to see if you could talk what I was thinking but couldn't get out yeah 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 so that's that's what um, attracted me to the group I love that because I'm I'm a big advocate and I felt the same way because I remember when I was going through grief and when when we did lose my my um, husband that it was like I would google and I couldn't find anyone that could relate you know it's like yes people have been Mm -hmm. through grief and people you know they have that but it was like I couldn't find someone that I could connect to and then you know or you go and speak to people about it and you're like oh this is how I'm feeling or this is the anxiety or the nightmares or the this that that whatever it is and they were like oh yeah you'll get over it or like oh that's just grieving and it's like oh, I literally, like, I don't want to get out of bed this morning. Like, we're not going through just this is normal. You know what I mean? Like, and it just mm-hmm. it just felt that they weren't resonating. So that's when I when I started going on this, this healing journey. As hard as it was for me to speak about our story and what we'd been through, it that hardness soon disappeared really quickly. Once I spoke the story... Mm-hmm. And then saw the effect and the healing that and the power that sharing my voice has and sharing coming from like heart centered as well. So instead of just being like, and they did that and they didn't do this and he was like that and pointing fingers about, you know, all the things that were bad, I just kind of went in and said, this is my story. This is how I feel being a mom. This is the things that I did and that's what I went through. But now because of that, I'm now strong enough. And, and that's what I feel like we can, when we, when we share from that story, we can really connect, like you just mentioned, like I could connect with what you were thinking because I've been through that, mm-hmm. you know, and there's probably, probably all the other people that you've spoken to, they've probably been through that as well. And they probably do think the same things that we've thought, but they maybe had those wounded beliefs, those limiting beliefs of speaking their truth or like, no, you can't talk about that because I don't know about you, but I was um, told a lot about the things that I shouldn't say or, oh, 
I should act a certain way or, you know, have a certain title. Like I was now a widow, so I have to act how a widow acts or, you know, like it was society and, and just even just family and friends just coming out of love but just doing it in that way that kind of muddles up your mind even more if that makes sense. Yeah. You know? Absolutely, absolutely, Abby. You know, one of the um, one of the worstest questions that I got, and like every time I heard it, I just wanted to smack the person that asked me. You know, and that <laughs> biggest question is, "Are you okay?" Mm. Like, what are you supposed to do with that? Yeah. Right. And I, I got so angry, and um, I, I remember this time I was getting angry, and because my kids were around, and I just wanted some time to like process the whole thing, you know. And I wanted to know what it was like to try and have to deal with this by myself, you know. To, you know, because there were days when I used to wait, and, and every time I heard a motorbike, I thought that was him coming home, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'd go to bed and I'd lay his a shirt down on his side of the bed and and just touch his shirt you know and I was, was carrying his photo around everywhere and um and then the family turned up and go are you okay I was like what do you mean I'm okay am I okay you know and then the kids would be mom 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 are you okay mom are you okay I was like oh will you just back up right mm-hmm. I know you mean well just but just let me back just back up like, get out of my face, however you got to do it. And I got so angry one day, Abby, I said to the kids, you know what, I really hate that word mum right now. Change my name. <laughs> and they were like, oh. <laughs> So yeah. my eldest daughter, she says, I think I'll call you cuz. It's short for cousin. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> so it's like. I like that too. Okay, let's go with that for now. But please don't ask me if I'm okay. You know I'm not. Okay? Yeah. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I have to sit here and be all brave when I'm not. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to oh. be strong. I have to be, um, you know, I have to show my kids that mum hasn't gone anywhere. Mm-hmm. When inside yeah. I was just dying myself, you yes. know. But, yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. getting getting myself over that hurdle, right, and it's like, Look, I'm sorry, it's, it's not your fault. You know, I really apologise, but can you just let me be? Mm-hmm. Can you, even if I sit in my own house and do nothing, that's what I want to do right now. Yes. You know, that's all I want to do. Mm-hmm. Right, so mm-hmm. yeah, that yeah. was a journey in itself, you know, just in mm-hmm. itself. It took me a couple of years to, like, bring myself out of just do the whole 360 right and and then come right out of it and now I can go to sleep every night um you know not holding on to anything that I wish I could have changed yes you know or even think about what could I have done should we should have we could have yeah we could have done a lot of things but we didn't mm-hmm. yeah exactly right. I remember I used to just even afterwards um after he'd passed away I think I started doing yoga and I thought oh I should have done this with him because maybe that would have helped him or maybe this. And and you go through all of those. I don't know about you, but for me, I just held on to so much guilt for his passing. Mm-hmm. And even mm-hmm. to the point that I was like, well, I chose to move house and maybe this house has something in the air that is different from where we used to live and, and maybe that's what caused him to pass away. And, 
and just you come up with all of these kind of it's like just any way to blame yourself yep and and it's like it's it's not needed you know and mm-hmm. it, it is that that internal chatter um that comes in or that ego that comes in of wanting to kind of make you come down and be small again or make you feel worse than what you are and i mean like we're kind of saying like a like like attracts like so if you're feeling sad and 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 wanting to go down that rabbit hole then our ego is just like yeah cool let's go let's feed it that's a good place let's go down there you know and and it's oh but when you can rise out of that it's like when you hit that moment where you're like enough is enough yeah enough is enough and oh I remember mine being that it was kind of the same like I was seeing a mentor um like I just kind of watched like a another live event um, you know, from my mentor and I was just like, I'm done. I need, I want that life. My kids deserve more. I'm sick of, you know, drinking every night. I'm sick of being depressed. I'm sick of not wanting to live. I'm just so done. And it wasn't done like done as in I wanted to commit suicide, like the other done times. Mm-hmm. This was done of like, all right, <laughs> like you said, you sit over there now. <laughs> Negative <laughs> mind chatter. You go sit, get out of the car. Get out. <laughs> Yeah. Like we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> like life yeah. is so much better. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so, um, you know, so going through the program, what were some of the things that maybe stood out for me the most? Like I know that we spoke a lot about the feminine energy and what I'm just kind of coming through and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like just thinking when you grow up in the, in kind of the masculine, I know what I did, you know, like my dad was, was a big voice in our house and it was kind of like, all right, so he was like, look, you need to grow up to be strong and independent, you know, like he wanted us to have this strong life and it was like, yeah, okay, cool, let's do that. Let's just, you know, I don't need to, like my whole, my parents started their own business so I was like, right, I don't need to work for anyone. I know how to do it myself. Like if I, whatever I want, like I'll learn how to fix a car or whatever, you know, so it's kind yeah. of just like being that really um, self-efficient. But then also in that, it come with the, oh, but kind of like the traditional female roles of I need to know how to cook, I need to know how to clean, I need to, you know, have the children and all of that. So it become very confusing, I guess, you know, growing up in a masculine, I need to be like this really independent woman, but then I also, you know, putting on a feminine shell of that I need to be this type of woman, but then I need to be the man and the woman. And, and <laughs> so something that I'd, I'd learned and that's what I love teaching is about kind of, realizing when you've been in that shell and kind of releasing that and the reason why I'm bringing this up how you mentioned when you're going through the grieving of just wanting to sit and be that's such a feminine thing to do you know masculines are like right how do we fix the problem let's go let's get through it and a feminine is just like let me just be Mm -hmm. and that what may have been a little bit confusing for everyone because you know if you're this grow getter like quick let's go boom 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 and then all of a sudden you're just changing everyone's like hang on a minute what's going on (laughs) like what what's mum doing now (laughs) yeah so did you find um so yes through the program I remember you mentioning um just what it was like tapping into your feminine and you know I remember seeing some posts of yours and just even just your clothing had changed like do you want to share a little bit about that? Like what that was like kind of moving into that, um, the feminine? Yeah. So 
I remember going back through my childhood, um, as, as you know, I'm trying to put a TED talk together, right? And um, and it started out with a little flower girl, right? And I last seen her f- five decades ago was the last time I seen this little flower girl, right? Um, and what I remember, she was very playful. She had a big smile. She didn't really didn't care about what was happening out there. She was just full of life, you know, and just loved everybody that surrounded her, right? And um, I know she was very creative and always in the mud. You know, she loves water in the mud, you know, in the puddles. And but the biggest beauty that attracted her was flowers, right? And I and I used to look at all these flowers and I think, yeah, that reminds me of this. That reminds me of my homestead. That reminds me of my childhood. And that little flower girl, she was so loved. She was loved by so many people, right, but didn't trust anybody simply because people kept going and exiting her life, right? Mm -hmm. So she started not learning to trust people, right? And as I got older, my dad would go through his his journey and um, I'd see different women come about, right? I'd see multiple women, even my grandfather, he had been married three times. Get a load of this, Abby. My grandfather had been married three times. My dad had been married three times. My mum had been married three, four times, right? Wow. I'm thinking, wow, there's some kind of attraction here, and I'm not, oh, I know it ain't flowers, <laughs> right? They got a whole lot of love to give, but not receiving that love, mm-hmm. right? And, and that was me, right? So when I saw all these women coming through my life, I thought, well, my mum, for one, wasn't here. She left it when I was 18 months old, right? So she was the first woman to go. My dad's second wife, right, she favoured myself and my brother. So my brother was her favourite, right? And I thought, huh, is that what women are like? Do they pick and choose the children, mm. right? Do, do they have favourites? Do they play us off against each other? You know, does he get hit? This is where... You know, he started to get more than I did, right? And I started becoming more rebellious. Was was like, but now he's getting the attention, right? So the attention was taken away from me. And then my dad's third wife, right? Very bless her soul, she's up up in heaven now. Um, but very narcissistic, mm. right? Um, where she didn't want us around at all, right? She met my dad when I was about sixteen. So having women pass through my dad's life, and I used to think, well, why are these people leaving my dad? Like, what well, what did he do? Why, why are they leaving? You know, so I started not trusting women because I thought that every woman that came my way would leave my life, mm-hmm. right? Wow. So I had that very masculine thing. It's like, nope. I had an identity of Pippi Longstockings. If you go check her out on YouTube, you'll find mm-hmm. Pippi Longstockings. And she was this young girl that I took my identity from when I was younger, right? And she was just out there, happy-go-lucky. To me, she was big and strong, right? She didn't care. She could look after herself, very independent, had lots of gold coins um, and just went wherever she wanted. And she had friends, you know, all over the place. So I took that identity and, and that was me and just very masculine, right? And now getting to the feminine of switching into that mode, Right, I remember when I was about 15 and prior to seeing all these people come and go out of my life, I decided at 15, I want something 
that is not going to leave me. Ding, ding, children, right? <laughs> yeah. I had my first baby just before I turned 16. Mm-hmm. And I held on to that love so much. I just held on to that love because I knew she wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. Right. All the love that I wanted to give, I give to her. Right. I used to stroke yeah. her ear every day and tell her how precious she was and that I just gave all my love to her because after seeing all these people exit her life, there was no way I was going to exit hers. Mm-hmm. Right. So I just helped and dowed and, and just kept my word, you know, just kept my word because I was sick and tired of being sick and tired of seeing people leaving my life, right? And especially when you get the ones that you brought up with, your great-grandparents, and they depart this world. And I think, oh, not only did they leave, I won't be able to see them anymore. And then coming back to the the nurturing, the feeling, it's like, wow, this is what it's like to be a mum. This is what it's like to tell your kids that you love them. This is what it's like to hold their hands when they're sleeping. You know, this is what it's like to go and whisper in your kids' ears while they're asleep. That's the kind of thing I used to do, you know, and I used to think, wow, this is what it's like being a mum. You know, I didn't know how to be a mum, but, of course, you know, seeing my dad, and then when I became a mum, I thought, wow, this is just, yeah, I couldn't describe it at the time, but now it's priceless, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But that feminine, like all the things that I didn't know that I could do, I'm going to say nobody told me. Mm-hmm. Right? No one told me. No one told me behind closed doors that I would cry. No one told me behind closed doors that I would be afraid at night. Mm-hmm. No one told me behind those closed doors that there were days that was, I was going to feel alone. No one told me I was going to slide down the shower wall, Abby. No one. No one told me I was going to be doing that. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. No one told me. And then I, I look at my kids and I think, man, I'm never, you're never, ever going to experience that. Right? And if I could go back to the nurturing, to the mother thing, and just mod- model, coddle, whatever, however you say that word, you know, <laughs> to your children, and when they started, when my eldest daughter started getting apart and started getting boyfriends, right, and I rewound myself back, and I used to think, no one told me how I would feel to be heartbroken, to be sad, to be lost, to be alone, to be guilty, to be ashamed, to be embarrassed, all those kind of things. No one told me. No one told me about it. You know, I'm not sure if it was the same for you. No one told you how you would feel, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because everybody kept us quiet. Everybody tried to keep us sheltered. You know, don't let my kids yeah. see that. Don't let my, don't let them see that. Don't let them hear that. Don't let them, don't, don't, don't. But nobody mm-hmm. told us how to do it, Abby. Yes. No told yeah. told us how we were going to feel. Mm-hmm. Right? And then when my daughter started going through her stuff, and I, I apologized to her, you know, and I said, I'm so sorry, babe. I couldn't tell you how it felt unless you felt it yes. as much as I wanted to prevent it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and there was a stage where I like protected them so much. It's like, Mm-mm, you ain't having my daughter. No way, boy. You ain't having my daughter. Hell no. How <laughs> to the no. <laughs> right? Yeah. 
and then 15, 16, she started experiencing things. Mm -hmm. I thought, how, how do I be there for my daughter without turning away? No, because I didn't have this kind of thing. Right? How so, do I get her to be beautiful without having to be beautiful? Mm -hmm. You know? How do I get her to love her dimples and pimples and all these things that are popping up out of places that they shouldn't be? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, how, how do I do that? It's like, you know, you're getting boobs popping out, you're getting bloody pubic hair growing over there under your arms and, you know, you've got boyfriend hanging over there and then you've got a bloody um, menstrual cycles going on. It's like, how do, how do we teach that to our children? How do we get to embrace that, mm -hmm. you know? But being that, that going back to the, the feminine, Abby, um, when I found her, it's like, <sighs> I started to, like, just rub my arms, you know. I think, wow, that sensation of just that touch that I never had. Mm. Right? And just going, oh, wow. Wow. And just looking past the wrinkles, right? It's like, girl, just go past the wrinkles. There's a lot more to you than what you actually see. So, okay. I don't know what it looks like yet, but okay. <laughs> right? And these gray hairlines that are popping up, it's like, shit, now I'm getting gray. Far out. <clears throat> but to, you know, just like to even just hug hug yourself and I used to do that quite often just oh wow oh wow this is like so cool so cool you know I hold five of the mirror it's like hey girl I love you girl <laughs> hey girl I love you girl yeah. you know and, and, but finding that I was like wow is that what it's like because I saw so many women you know put on makeup and as soon as they take their makeup it's like well you just turned into the holy grail you're like a oh, bitch <laughs> you know, you've got a fake face on and you're really prim and proper over there, but once you rub it out, it's like, wow. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? it's like, yeah, I don't want to be like that. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I didn't want to be like that. It's like, okay, the, the gray hair I can do, you know, I, I dye it, but I'll be damned if I'm going to put on, you know, all of that to not even be real. Yes. Oh, yeah. And that just, just there, that just goes back to like what you were saying, you know, it's like inside feeling, you know, not who you're showing on the outside. You know, it's the same thing, you know. Oh, yep. gosh. But just that, that touching and bringing back into the feminine and you feeling that, it's like so often we because we are giving out and we're loving for everyone and we can be our own worst critic, you know? So it's like what your daughter had to be 16 for you to kind of really accept and start feeling yourself for you to give yourself yep. that love that you needed, you know, like it's, and we go through life so much, like no one. And I agree, no one teaches us how to feel, or maybe it's like, it's it's taboo like I don't mm -hmm. want you to feel that pain so but it's like like we were saying before I needed to share what my pain was for you to connect with me so that we can heal 
together you know so but it's like when we're and we all do it but when we're keeping it because we're trying to keep our family safe like I used to do it with the kids I used to not cry in front of them because I didn't want them to think that there was something to be sad about because I knew if I cried then they'd start crying and then I I would think that I was then you know traumatizing them or, or bringing sadness to their life where really I learned that once I did start showing them my tears then they cried but they healed they were like okay I don't have to bottle it up I don't have to keep away from everyone like sharing that love with with our family and with each other oh I'm getting goosebumps but it's like it really is like you say opening up that communication sharing that love and just oh just giving it back because I know for myself when and and probably you know as well that when we're trying to be that strong person and we're like all right you're you're in here I don't know about Mm -hmm. you, but I detached from my body so bad. You know, I created endometriosis. Like I detached so bad because I was up here and I'm like, okay, everything's fine, just keeping up in here. But it was like as soon as we drop into our body, as soon as we start touching, as soon as we start accepting and loving, things just change and it's just beautiful. And I really kind of resonate with the flower girl because I know for me that, you know, and I'm all about kind of the universe sending messages and things like that as well. And when I really started to connect into my feminine, I started to heal from my womb and, and you know, from that inner child and, and being a mom and grief and all of that, literally my roses outside, I've got three rose bushes out there. I had them for three years and they didn't bloom. And then I started to heal and I, no joking, they all started to bloom. I was like, what? Like magic, right? And it's like the universe gives you those messages, um, yep. you know, like that intuition of saying like, no, you're on the right track, girl. Like you've got this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because my friends, they give me um, flowers for my birthday in December, right? And so for my friends, they all gave me pot plants, right? And that was in December. We're now in the middle of January. And all the plot plants are, like, blooming, like they're sprouting. And, I, and the reason why I talk about the flower girls because my name in Māori is Putty Putty, which means flower. Beautiful. Right. And, um, and for years, since I've been over here, you think oh, I could grow one pot plant every? They look great if they're plastic, like. But mm-hmm. give me a real pot plant, I couldn't grow it, right? I couldn't grow it. Now I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I've got seven pot plants in the lounge and they're all growing. And when we were doing the program, right, while I've been going through the program and, and you know, it takes me ages to process stuff and to understand what, what it's about at the time. And I thought, hey, the more I look after me, the more I'll look after those flowers. Yeah, and that's what was happening, right? And it's like, okay, girl, you don't need to go a whole month without water. <laughs> right? Every two, three days, you're going to water those pot plants, and yeah, so that's what I do now. And I've been doing mm-hmm. it for like a month. It's like that's what I like. That yeah. that's what's so special about a flower: the mm-hmm. elegance, the beauty. Right? Mm-hmm. They have variety. They stand all kinds of weather. Most of them. <laughs> What a great metaphor, though. You know, so if we if we link like that water with just like self love or just taking time out or just connecting back, it's like you don't need to go a month without just 
touching and feeling and connecting like you can do it as much as you want and as you've seen you know you you water those flowers and now they're blooming like yeah years years before where you've been doing life of not connecting with yourself not tapping into your feminine and then you haven't been out to grow plants like I love it so much when we can see in nature because everything, we're all connected. We're all connected. Yeah. We're going to love ourselves. Our plants are going to love themselves. Our kids are going to love themselves. Everything's just, just amazing. So, yeah. yeah, I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, as you know, as soon as I see the flowers droop, I think, oh, girl, you need some water over there. You best be going away. Yeah. yeah, you're not feeling like that, right? It's so good when you have that visual as well, something to be like, oh, okay, they're not doing too well. Yep, I've been in my head this week. I've been yep. pushing too much. Like, yes, thank you for the reminder. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> well, um, just before we wrap up, because I don't yep. want to take up much more of your time, and it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. If there was, um, you know, if there's a woman who's listening to your story right now and she's really resonating with you, what advice would you give her? What's something, you know, if she's saying, like if she's thinking in her head, this wouldn't work for me or I can't, you know, do that, what is something that you could share with her? Uh, that's a great question once again, Abby. You know, um, trying to put stuff together, you know, for myself to understand what where this TED Talk thing is going to, right? And one of my opening statements, um, the truth is always standing in front of us. Oh, yeah. That's powerful. Right? We have a second chance. If not you, why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If not you, why not? You know, um, I've been speaking to a lot of women, uh, a lot of women of different ethnicities. Right, so some of the women that have joined our work are from Peru, Cambodia, Taiwanese, uh, Cantonese, Philippine, there's a couple of other, Indian. Um, so, and this is just over the last month, right, and they're in different languages. And so I become friendly with all these people, right, and to know what they've experienced in their culture, right? That's that's just their culture. But in our culture too, your culture, my culture, right? We're all we're all one. But does it have to be that hard? It doesn't have to be that hard, right? I know for me, um, it wasn't communication. Nah, it wasn't communication. Um, no, but it just doesn't have to be that hard. We all get a second chance, Abby. We will get a second chance. And if not you, why not? Yes. Why not? Mm-hmm. I love that. And that whole sisterhood, that's what I'm, that's something that I guess maybe I wasn't, I didn't grow up with, you know, like I've got sisters and, and females in my life, but kind of that that sisterhood where not fighting against each other, not competing against each other, you know, and I know society has a lot to do with that. You know, you look at magazines and it's like, oh, if you're not looking like this, then you're a that, you know, and it's like, oh, I need to have the perfect body. I need to have, I need to look like her, whatever it is. And it's so nice to be able to connect with other women who are like-minded, who are on the same path, on the same journey, and just have that sisterhood where 
we can show up and be vulnerable and speak our truth and we receive nothing but love in return Mm -hmm. and that's what I'm all about yeah yeah I imagine that that's what you're having in your circles when you're with those women as well you know when you're bringing in those women absolutely yeah, absolutely. And it's like you said, you know, we're not competing for our space. You know, we're not we're not comparing who we are to them. Right. And and it's one of the greatest things about learning to heal and love yourself, right? You you're not out there comparing yourself to others. Right. You mm-hmm. have to appreciate your dimples, your pimples, your grey hair, your wrinkles, your whatever else you got going on. Mm-hmm. Right. Because there's so many out there that try and, you know, fill it in with a Botox over here or a Botox over here and your butt and your boobs. It's like, mate, whatever happened? Whatever happened? You get back to the root, get back behind that door. Home is where it begins and ends. And it, and it ain't about who's out there. It's about what's in the home, you know, yeah. what's in the home. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing and joining us today. Like I love your stories and I love connecting with you. Just, oh, bring it home. Just bring it home. I love that message. <laughs> thank you so much. Home. My pleasure, Aria. I just want to say thank you so much for allowing me to be your guest today. It's been an honour and a privilege to be able to, yay, finally speak. Like, woohoo, yeah, yeah girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> And just being able to share and know that somewhere out there behind the door, there's a somebody that doesn't want to come out because whatever that because, whatever it is, right, find the people that are there to support you. Mm-hmm. Connect yourself with the ones that don't want to compare and don't want to compete or don't want to take anything away from you. If that's one last thing that I could say. Thank you so much. Thank you. Peace, love, and light, Abby. Peace, love, and light. (laughs) You too. Love you. (laughs) Thank you. Love you too.